Pastor Matt. Welcome, Pastor Matt. Thanks so much, Julie. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining in today. I just want to open in a word of prayer. But just before I do, I want to share just a, a brief snapshot of what we're going to be talking through and what, how we're going to be building uh, this morning throughout the rest of the morning. We're going to be talking about community. We're going to be talking about worship, identity, and we are going to be talking about about what it is to be kingdom builders. And uh, our vision here of the life of Manningham Christian Centre is to be a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. And friends, that is exactly what we are becoming, a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. Because how many know we can't do it just on our own? We can't do it in our own love or just what we may be able to bring. But I want to encourage you this morning as you listen to what we're going to share and what we're going to talk about and we'll talk through and walk through together this morning I believe it's going to challenge you I think it's going to grow you and whether you, you know you may be tuned into church for the first time or the 50th time no matter if you're brand new and you're on your journey of discovering who Jesus is to you uh, or whether you've been walking with Jesus for the last 25 years the point is this today is going to challenge you I believe there's something in this morning for everyone. So why don't you, in the safety of your own home, just take the hand of somebody else. I know, you know, I can imagine my family sitting at home on the couch right now in the midst of uh, packing and boxes and, and we're in the midst of a house move in, in, in this lockdown, would you believe? And uh, right now, I, I know that it's going to be a bit weird, but I just encourage you, take the hand of the person beside you. Let's just connect in that way and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for what you are doing in our hearts and through our lives. Lord, we ask that you would continue this journey. Ask, we ask that you, uh, that, that not that we, uh, you would be with us, God, but Lord, that we would be with you, that we would be disciples of you. And Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in this season. But Lord, we thank you for what you're about to do, God. And Lord, we love you all the all our heart and all that we are. Be with us. Let your seed and your word be sown into fertile ground, God, Lord, that it would germinate and a great harvest uh, would be reaped and, uh, and a reward for each and every single person, God. We thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we all said... Amen. I can hear. Absolutely. That's fantastic. All right. Well, today we're going to be pressing into our brand new series called Let's Build This. One of the scriptures that we're going to be looking at is Isaiah 54, but don't go there just yet. Don't jump ahead on me. Otherwise, uh, otherwise you may just get too close to the end. All right. So the, the difference is this. The, the point number one that I want to make is that we are building for generations to come. This is absolutely key and absolutely crucial to what God is doing in us and through our lives, building for generations to come. 
And you see, as we build for generations to come, you see, it's going to grow beyond us. You see, our generational change that happens throughout is, is beyond what we can do on our, by ourselves. The truth is this, you may have built the house that you are in right now, uh, or somebody else may have had a vision to build it. Their vision might have been to make money, uh, but who knows, it could have been a, a, an owner builder, could have been a dream of somebody's to build the house that you currently live in right now. It was their dream. But guess what? If you're living there, you're enjoying it. You're occupying it. You're uh, digging the ground. You're, you're planting plants. You're, you're setting up that home to be a place that is an expression of you. That home is where your heart is. It's where you are found and, and hopefully most comfortable. You see, somebody else had a vision and you get to enjoy it. Our vision is to build for generations to come. Part of our vision to be a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all, uh, to be a large community, I just want to emphasize that, to be a large community, then what we have to understand is that we need to have a mindset of building for generations to come. You see, a community is only as strong as the families and its relationships. Without families and relationship, <laughs> relationships, there's essentially no community. Whether it's people you meet regularly, your immediate family, or your work colleagues, you live in community. Your view of people in your life, your view of others in your life really matters and it really speaks volumes to those that are around you. The way in which you show value and love is seen and it is felt. It builds a strong and resilient community and that's really what we are seeing at the moment throughout this, this the, another lockdown and through this uh, pandemic that is happening within this great nation of Australia and the world is that we are seeing opportunities of where we can we can build community there is need in our community where as a church we can respond and we can show love care and value if there's ever a season in which the church can display these things it's now it's now I am so proud of MCC. I am so proud of you. I am so proud of the community that we are and that we have right now because what is happening, not only through uh, uh, CareNet and through those, those initiatives, <clears throat> but th also through the lives of people here, to here today, when I say here today, those that are watching and those that are listening, I am so proud because MCC displays and pursues what community means. But how many know there's a whole lot more to learn, right? I can't wait to see the amazing results that we're going to see in the future. You see, the greatest example of community was the way in which Jesus led not only his disciples, but in every single village and town that he went into. Jesus illustrates community in this very way. You see, 
The Bible is filled with, with stories of Jesus healing lives. And then what he does, after those lives have been healed, what does he say to them? He says, go back into community. Go back and tell of the good things that God has done. Go back into com your community, your family, and show them how the, your life has been restored. And what happens there is that then others get the opportunity to believe in Jesus as well. And that's our way of showing love, value, and care. You see, healed people need to adjust their perspective from carrying the label of being sick to being made whole. Equally, followers of Jesus Christ, his disciples, and if you've committed your life to him, then that's you and that's me. His disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, his disciples, those who have given their lives to Jesus, need to live their lives from those who are lost to those who are found. We have to understand that we were orphans who have been adopted into the family of God and people who are passionate about other people, bringing others into a community that loves and shows care. This is why we exist. This is the way in which we display that we are a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. People from every race, people from every generation, creed, city and background, young and old, to see them made completely whole in their spirit, soul and their body. This can only be done through the power of the word of Jesus Christ and walking with the Holy Spirit. So it's not just how can this be done. What I want to share with you today is the very key and the very truth of what needs to be done as well. And I'm going to talk about these three things as I stated before. We're going to talk about identity. We're going to be talking about worship. And we're going to be talking about community. But I'm going to flip that order around because the most important thing amongst all of this is community and I want to talk about community right now community is vital community is absolutely key to the growth in which we are experiencing and continue to experience you see we weren't made to be isolated we weren't made to be alone but you see this is it the one mistake that we make when attempting community is to think that everybody has to be like us, like you or like me. The truth is this, that God celebrates community when community is diverse. Now, in today's society, diverse has a lot of different meanings. But today, I wanna to talk about the fact that the church should be diverse. It is stronger when it's diverse and it's just better. Because let me tell you, if everyone was like you and me, oh, how boring this community would be. How plain would it be? And I heard it once said that if there's two of us are the same, then one of us is not necessary. <laughs> I love what the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. It says this, 
I'm going to be reading a little bit more than just verse 2. I'm going to start from verse 1 and go through to verse 6. It says this, he says, Therefore I, a prisoner of serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. You can turn to the person beside you. And, you, know, you might be on the bus right now and you're sitting a stranger and you can say to them, you're called, you are called by God. Then verse 2, he says this, and this is our key verse for this message, this part of the message here. He says this very interesting thing. He says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And we're going to come back to that verse. He goes on then to say, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit. That's capital S, united in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because without the breath of the Holy Spirit, then we cannot breathe life into community. We cannot effectively walk with one another. So he says this, binding yourselves together with peace. Verse 4, for there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called into one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and one Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. This is an amazing passage of scripture. Now go back to verse 2. We're going to read that just one more time. Verse 2. He says, always be humble and gentle. This is a key to walking in community, to be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. This is so crucial to walking in community with one another. Allowances for faults, what does that mean? You see, this is how we can strengthen this community. And I'm not just talking about MCC as a church family, I'm talking about the city of Melbourne. I even have a vision for Australia to walk in greater community. You see, walking in grace towards one another and the larger community around is what it is to be making allowances for each other's faults. It's not that we walk around expecting people to falter. What it is, is it's in knowing that if they do, and let me tell you, if it's relating to me, when I do falter, what it is, is that we show each other increasing amounts of love that we ourselves would want to receive when we mess up. Yes, we all mess up from time to time. We all, unfortunately, at some stage, at some point, will hurt one another. But you see, this is why Paul said in Ephesians 2, make allowances for each other's faults. You see, making allowances looks like this. It says that we build love and connection above fault finding. This is the key for fighting for community. The ability to say, I'm sorry, when I haven't shown community. The ability to say, you know, I, I, I can see the faults in you, but I love you in spite of them. It's the ability to recognize within ourselves for when we haven't shown connection and love 
Because I tell you what, I want to be a person who makes allowances knowing that I too need the increasing amount of love that you can show me. And often the people who know the reality of that is our family and those that live with us and those that do life with us. Community is key. This year, <laughs> it's amazing. Manningham Christian Centre will celebrate its 40th year. Incredible. You see, what we can firmly say, what I can firmly say is that you are part of a foundational church in this city. We are called to help, we are called to assist, and we are called to grow. We grow when we are committed to prayer and listening to the voice of God making allowances for each other along the way, knowing that as we allow each other to falter, we give permission for love and true connection. This comes through, God, through us allowing God to adjust our heart, to grow this community and to breathe upon us to complete this vision. Everyone who calls MCC home is vital to this vision. This is our vision, to be a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. How we can do this is key in this scripture. This scripture that I started off by saying was, was Isaiah 54 verses 1 and 2. The key is this, worship. We've discussed community. Now we're going to talk about the key of worship. And you might say, Pastor Matt, what, what on earth does worship has to have to do with community? Well, I'm about to show you in this scripture. You see, God is looking for a people who will hear his call to grow his kingdom. It is for those who would dare to call themselves children of God. Remember what I said, a disciple of God has to understand, a follower of Jesus Christ has to understand that they have been taken from being an orphan into a place of where they are placed together in family. Just the same as a healed person has to understand that they have been made whole, that they are no longer a victim of sickness or ill health. God is calling for people to commit themselves to something greater than they will ever do on their own. And this is why we are building for generations to come. Those who are willing to be small, to be made large. Those who are willing to be last, and then we become first. And allow others to stand on our shoulders for a better view. You see, in the same way, God called the prophet Isaiah to write about the growth of the nation of Israel. And the message is the same for us today. Again, Isaiah 54 verse 2 says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not in other words, 
what the instruction was that they, would, they, they wouldn't keep spare rope or spare tent for a rainy day or a question of, you know, if and when they might need it because there's too many people coming in. God was saying, take everything you've got, give everything you've got and make an allowance for it. Set it up as though there's going to be capacity. Set it up as though you're going to be breaking at the seams. Set up the tent, enlarge and get ready. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. But you see, we won't see that growth until we understand verse 1. And you see, verse 1 is absolute key. Verse 1 says this. Sing! Turn the person beside you and say, sing! There could be that, ah! You might love opera. Your best opera voice or best rap even. I don't know. But it says this in verse 1. It says, Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not laboured with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. What's the principle of what God is saying in this? See, the principle is this. He says, we must worship. He doesn't say, he doesn't say, he doesn't say, you know, worship, you know, just in the way that you feel like, you know, just, just worship as an expression of serving others. No, there's a specific instruction here. And the specific instruction is this, sing. It's very clear. Sing is the specific instruction. Why? Why would that matter? You see, there is only the sound that you can produce. No other person can sound like you. And God is looking for each and every single person. He is listening for your sound. And some of us might be in tune, might be out of tune. But this is why it says, cry aloud. Cry aloud with a loud voice. And so many of us are brought to that moment of being conservative because we think our sound doesn't matter. We think that the song that's within our hearts or the songs that we sing on Sunday or the songs that as we go through our life and walk through our every single day life, the sound that our life makes doesn't matter. Let me tell you in Isaiah 54 verse 1, God says, sing. And when you sing, when you worship, when you lift up your voice, then the instruction is that that says, strengthen the cords, strengthen your stakes, do not spare, do not hold back, give it your all, give it everything that you have, give it everything that you are. You see, this requires faith. This requires us to step out of the comfort of where we are and where we find ourselves and into a position of great faith. See, God clearly gives us a key here to seeing things happen in our own life and community. It's worship. Here in this example of worship, God says to sing. Not that we would compare ourselves to other people and what we might sound like as compared to them. He says, sing. Only you can make the sound that you make. Only you can make the sound that God is listening to hear. 
And he listens intently for your heart's cry. I love to even imagine that God's saying, expand your thinking, stretch your thoughts, allow him to stretch your heart. The point is this, God is saying to make room for growth. Make provision for God's kingdom expansion. Make provision for God's kingdom expansion. See, the biggest mistake that we can make as a church community is to think that, well, when we need more space, then we'll get it. The truth is that our human nature tends to settle for comfortable and safe. And that's an instinct. That's an instinct within us all. We want to be safe. We don't want to live our life in danger. We don't want to live our life with too much risk. But faith says that there's always an element of risk. To be a disciple and a follower of Jesus always says trust. Trust. Trust what he is doing and saying. The truth is this, is that it's actually in our DNA, our spiritual DNA, is to be growing and making room for growth. Faith says that we worship. Faith says that we enlarge the place of our tent. Then as we love our community, watch what Jesus does in us and through us. So we've talked about community. We've talked about worship. Now let's talk about identity. We can't talk about identity until often we look at where we've been and where we're going. Like Isaiah, our tent here at MCC is too small. We have outgrown this tent. And you might say, Pastor Matt, there's so many spare seats on a Sunday. Well, we have to have spare seats on a Sunday because of social distancing and things that we're required to do. But let me tell you this, as we worship, as we lift up the name of Jesus, you watch every single spare seat get filled. Our spiritual tent, our mental tent, our physical tent is growing. God is stretching and growing our thinking, our faith and our spiritual influence. Friends, we are not called to maintain. We are called to grow. And expansion belongs to the brave. See, we paid off this building nearly three years ago. Since then, we've enjoyed the pressure-free state of having zero debt. Debt is optional, but it's not desirable. This building has had many improvements over the years. The building that we're currently in. All of it has been done through the hard work of those that call MCC home. And I personally thank you for every single thing that people have done to make this home. But to honour where we have been and to honour those who have paved the way and to honour and worship God, our goal is to raise funds that will bring this building to a brand new level that it would properly support the expansion and growth 
that God is giving us as a church. To date, praise God, and you can give yourself a pat on the back and the person beside you a pat on the back as well, but praise God, we've, we've managed to raise nearly $30,000, just under. This is fantastic, but more is needed. We need capital to, to develop a master plan worthy of expansion. At the moment, a master plan just alone would cost an approximate $10,000. Then, once that master plan is developed, within and meeting the needs of us as a community, then we can begin to develop this beautiful building in such a way that builds beautiful lives. We are building for generations to come. We are a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. So where are we going? Over the next five years, the vision is to see MCC renovate and expand the existing building, plant a new primary school, start one new church and expand CareNet into new services. Already these things are well underway. The primary school initiative has had to take a sidestep just for this moment in the season that we are in. But it is still firmly planted as a seed that we are sowing into this community. But to achieve all of this, we will need two things. Number one, people. And number two, resources. We will need trained leaders. And we will need people that are committed to the vision. Many of these people will come as a result of growth. However, it has to start with you and me. It has to start with that one key that says sing and then don't hold back in the expansion. You see, as we grow, this will lead us to a local and global mission that goes beyond our own nation. We will find ourselves in a position to teach and train up international leaders into mission fields where most people could never reach. The fruit that we will see in this generation will be far beyond what our own minds and our hearts can contain as God pours out his spirit on a people committed to the kingdom and his purposes for his church. So I want to spell it out. This is our goal to develop Kenan into amazing services and already help and impact this community and welcome people into where the love of Jesus embraces everyone. Number two, develop a master plan. And once that master plan is developed, then grow and begin to implement that master plan within this building. This building's so tired. Imagine a new foyer. Imagine some offices and meeting rooms of where people can, can be discipled, can have great spiritual discussions. Imagine a place where we're easy to find rather than difficult, relying only upon Google Maps to find the entrances. And of course, planting another church and planting a new primary school for this community. 
to see all this take place, we have to see ourselves as kingdom builders. Kingdom builders who build for generations to come. I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. He says this, Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves <laughs> a cheerful giver. You see, what God's saying here is he, he loves the heart behind the giving more than the dollar amount because it's equal giving, not equal sacrifice. Hang on. It's equal sacrifice, not equal giving. I got that around the wrong way. You see, whenever there has been a move of God, there are people who are prepared to give. This could be time. You might commit to prayer. You might commit to a season of fasting. You might even commit to volunteering here in some way. The point is this, is that there must be sowing any farmer knows that whatever you sow then according to the type of seed that is what you will reap sow into other people's lives then your own life will bring fruit sow into the kingdom and you will reap kingdom benefits and the time to start sowing is now we have lots of different giving options here at Manningham. And obviously today, I'm talking about spiritual principles. Now, spiritual principles can be outworked in ways that I've already talked about, sowing time or volunteering or prayer. Or, but really the key is this, is reaching community, speaking to others about the kingdom of heaven, displaying it in your own life. Sowing into what God is doing here within the church because I truly believe that the church is the hope of the world. That we as a church display God's love, making allowances for one another, making allowances to walk in grace. That we wouldn't be fault finders, but we be, we be sowers and reapers. Community, worship, and identity. When you know who you are called to be, sing and live, live as worship to God. When you know who you're called to be, live within the community and live with community in mind, making those allowances for one another. Then, what I can promise you is this. We are truly becoming a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. I'm going to pray and we're going to pray together, just committing this word and these spiritual principles, this seed that I pray that has been sown into your heart and your life. We're going to pray together. And then what I want you to do is take a look at this video that I'm going to show you, and I pray that it inspires you, that it builds vision into your heart, and that you catch what God's doing here. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence. Lord, as we take these key scriptures, 
of making allowances for one another. Not to be fault finders, Lord. Not to be, not to be your righteous judges on the earth, but Lord, that we would be love and community builders. Lord, that we would accept the community that is different to us. Lord, that we would grow as you want us to grow. Lord, as we grow in this community, as we worship, as we understand our identity and who we are in this community and and who we are as individuals and who we are together, Lord, Lord, I pray that you would put it upon our hearts to sing, to sow, and to see great change come into this into this city, Lord, into this nation, God. Lord, we lift up this community of Manningham, this area of Templestowe, Lord, this city of Melbourne, Lord. And we ask that you would pour out your spirit, breathe upon her, Lord. Undo the works of the enemy that would seek to rob, to kill and destroy. Lord, we ask that through the power of your Holy Spirit, you would breathe life and life abundantly in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen and amen. Well, take a look at this video. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.